you to turn your Bibles with me. Wow, straight out. I don't ever do that. I'm just going to go to Luke chapter 5. And what I want to do, I want to talk to you today, and I've really felt like it was something that I personally want to see in my own life. And that's to, and I, and I talk about it often. And you'll be like, wow, I, I, we've heard this before. No, no, you haven't heard this before. And God wants to, get, he wants to speak to us about the more and our capacity, the increase of who he is inside of us today. How many know that they need more of God and we need to be able to just ask the Holy Spirit to help us, but I, I want to try and bring some practical points because I'll tell you right now, during this fast, this is not my favorite fast of all time. I'll just be honest. I'll just be honest. You know, sometimes Daniel fast has a double punch. Like, I'm just always hungry, and then I eat something, feel like I'm satisfied, but I'm not really, but then I just really get more hungry. Rather than just drinking water, which would probably settle me, and I'll, like, if the next three days, come on, you can come with me on a, on a three-day water fast for the rest of the fast. Because I feel like sometimes there's a struggle, and, and let me tell you right now, Personally, I've dealt with an inner, an inner like conversation with the Lord. Like, God, how do you help me to expand myself so that I can contain what you have in this hour? That's right. That's right. And Lord, I'm not enough to take care of what you want to do in the earth by myself, personally. Do you understand that Jesus, every time he stepped into an atmosphere, someone was pulling something from him? Think of the woman with the issue of blood, right? The Bible says that she just came up behind him and he felt virtue leave him. And so, but he, ready, Jesus, <laughs> that's who we're here for. Jesus knew how to stay in communion with the Father so that he had more than enough. Amen? Because the increase of the kingdom was just right inside of him. And in order to be able to to evangelize in order to be able to, to release uh, all that God has in the region, he needs an army of people that can pull on him and pull all of what he has into themselves. Yes. Are you with me tonight? Yes. That the Holy Spirit wants us to come into an, a, a, a communion with the Lord and be able to pull from him and learn from him so that the cripples walk. So that those who are, have needs will be filled because we have the wisdom of God that we can speak. So that those that have to be set free from demonic oppression and addiction and things that we've retained from being born of this world and born into sin that God brought Jesus, so that we would be set free from all those things. Comes to my punchline. What does the more of God look like? 
What does God look like in fullness inside of a people that are actually pulling off of him and not pulling off of a pastor or an evangelist or a prophet? Pulling off of him. So much we, we up here, you know, guys that are gifted, they, they want you to pull from them. I was thinking about social media. Why? I don't know. I'm not good at it. I despise it personally. I don't like doing videos. But all videos, all, you know, most ministries are, are, are pumping content. And you know why? Because 59% of the world is watching social media. But why? Look at this thing. If I counted all the contacts, why would that many people have entrance, entrance into my life? Why would I even be sane to allow all these people to have entrance into my life? Or respond to all their stuff. Like who has time? Why am I saying this? Look at, let's just think about it. What is it about? It's about capacity. And what here, let me talk to you about social media. It's bits. Bits means fragments. Bits means you don't give all of yourself, you just give a bit. And tonight I just want us to come into perspective. Not about, I'm not shaming you on social media. That's not the point. My point is, what is your capacity? And when I think of capacity, I think of a couple things. I used to, I worked as a stonemason, so there's a capacity that a truck can handle or a machine can handle. There's a weight-bearing capacity that something can hold. If I think of fishing, which we'll talk about in a minute, if I think of fishing, I think of myself being out right in the back of my house where I grew up in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and I would just throw uh, lines off the side, drop lines. You you can only catch so much with a drop line. Come on, my, my, my fingers will tell you all about it. No, because I would catch flounder. That's easy. I can pull them. They're just flat little fish, right? And I'd, I'd fill the buckets with that. But if I caught a skate, how many ever caught a skate? Oh, it's not fun. They just, it might as well be an anchor, right? They stick to the bottom. They don't want to come up. And you can only pull so much up. And so I just want to talk to you. This is a perfect example right here in Scripture. And then there's one more that I'll, we'll go to. It'll be in John chapter 6. So just get ready for that. But don't, don't look at it yet. Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> Luke chapter 5. We just go into this. And I, I, I really just felt like the Lord was saying, what is your capacity? What is the church's capacity to receive all of what God has in this hour? There's so much that he wants to release for us. And we'll just go here. In chapter 5 it says, So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that they stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake and the fishermen had gone from from them and they were washing their nets. And he got into the one boat which was Simon's, and asked him to put, to put it out from the land. Just put it out a little way. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, 
launch out into the deep and, and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, steward, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught, the great, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. And so they signaled their partners. It's important to have partners. <laughs> it's important to have people around you that are going to pull in the harvest with you. It's important to have people all around you that are going to help you do the work of the ministry and to, fall, and to chase after the kingdom. It says in, the, in, in their partners in the other boat, had to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. And for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so were and so were also James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Now, Father, I'm just asking right now that you make your word alive to us. And Lord, I'm asking that you would illuminate the word so that we could receive the word with, with wonder and awe tonight. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Father, for your fire and your presence. Lord, we thank you that you're a God of more than enough. We thank you that you're constantly trying to challenge us to increase our capacity and to walk according to your word. And so we ask, Father, right now that you just release that in Jesus' name. The first thing I want to point out is that God went to three failures to bring the demonstration of his grace. Pins dropping. I can hear them. He went to three people that failed in their profession and went to tell them and instruct them how to do what they do every day. But they failed. Look at me, everyone in this room has failed. In one way or another, someplace, somewhere, we failed. We failed to measure up somewhere. And God is calling a people that will see him for who he is. It doesn't matter what you did, what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter where we failed. It doesn't matter where we lack. Can I tell you right now, I have been in a position during this fast where the Lord has challenged me and he said, what are you doing in the next 10 years? Because I want you to reflect on the last seven to say, what can I change? Come on, somebody. I know, I'll preach at you. I won't preach at myself tonight. He's looking for us to be in a position where God can come and visit us and instruct us into an increase of our capacity. 
We have been given this divine nature inside of us. We just don't know how to use it. And the Lord is looking for a people that he can fill with all his strength and his glory. Now, how many people in this room have ever been tapped out for energy? I know, I talked to a couple people coming in and and you came in on the right day. Come on. People that are just sapped because you've been giving out. People are sapped because of conditions around them. People, this is why the Bible says to us, don't let your hearts fail. Behold, I've overcome the earth. Come on, don't fail in heart because I'm gonna do something above and beyond what you can understand. And this issue is not about us and where we lack, although we have to look at ourselves and say, okay, God, I'm short in that area. Listen, if I could have fixed every situation that happened in the last seven years, I would have if, I had, if it was possible. And some of it might have been. Some of it might have been my end. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Some people, it's just never enough. I'll look over here and say that. Some people, it's just never enough. No, this is just how we are built as humans. We want to take. We want to receive. And that's why you came here, to receive something. Right? Oh, someone say amen or I'm just going to go home. No, really. God wants us to be in a position where we're able to give out. Except the the fact is that we we don't understand that we've all come and fallen short of the glory. And God wants to reveal his glory inside of each one of you here tonight. He wants to use you to explode his glory all over the earth. And what we don't understand is we can't do it. He has to do it. So he came to three guys that were a failure. They blew it. And they're questioning in the him about his motives on how he's going to bring a harvest. On how he's going to bring in the fish. Do you hear me? I'm telling you. So I just want you to see about God, the Lord. Revelation, if we had all of God, I would, I just, you just got to go with me for a minute, okay? Revelation chapter 4, the four living creatures say what? To the one who is and the one is to come. That means in heaven already, God has not been made fully known to the four living creatures that are in heaven before the Lord all the time. Oh, I'm feeling something in the room. And I'm telling you, God wants to show up in your life. And he, the Bible says that even the heavens, the psalm says, even the heavens can't contain him. But we come to church time after time after time, and you hear something like this, a gospel parable or story that's been spoken to you over and over and over and over again, and you think you know it. when he can't I'm telling you that the word of God reveals who he is and so there has to be that place where we come and say God I need more of you and you have to understand that he's not yet been revealed even in all of eternity yet (laughs) so I'm trying to tap this open tonight huh no seriously Because the Lord himself, you can't understand all of who he is. The fullness of who he is. 
is yet to be known in all of eternity yet. See what I'm saying right now? Is because that's why Jesus said, just push it out a little bit into the water. That means they could only handle what he was saying in those moments and what he was going to teach in this parcel of what he was about to say being a little bit out there. And then he says to Peter, go deep. Because I'm about to reveal something that you've yet to understand. And we think in, a, in 45 minutes, we're going to get, we're going to understand. No, no, it's a lifetime of giving your life. I'm talking to someone. I'm not talking to you about Sunday night, I, I want to see the Lord. I want to find the Lord on Sunday night or Wednesday night. I'm talking to someone in this room that wants to find the Lord in fullness on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. And it's ever increasing. Because you just can't get enough. And every place where you lack, he's there. And he wants to pour into you. It just has to be your posture in heart. Listen, God is looking for something. He wants us to take our old mindsets. Right? He has to renew our minds. Listen to me. 30 years of working on the mind. Working on the mind. When God comes, he changes my mind. When heaven comes, when heaven shows up, it shifts my mind. So I get, you have to be able to be pliable and move out of old religious thinking. Listen, some of you have been stuck in old wineskins that God wants to just break and crumple up and throw away and give you a new wineskin so you can take what he's about to give in this hour. Are you with me? This is good. Come on, shout me down. It's okay. I I really feel like tonight that the Lord wants to give a, a greater increase inside of you and he wants to wake up something inside of you. Listen, we're called the Awakening Revival Center not just for a pretty name or, 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 or whatever. It's actually, you know, it's probably going to run people away. No different than Kingdom Awakening Ministries, really. It's just phrasing it differently, right? But it's a center where God, we believe in God's going to come and he's going to explode on a people. And deliverance, listen, people in here that have been trying to figure out how addiction is going to shed off of their kids, I'm telling you, God's coming. Or you've got spouses that don't believe or, or, they're, or they're all uh, kind of hitting the rocks. Come on, God is able to do it. Every prodigal, every person that you've been believing for, God is able to do it. But you can't just be part-time in seeking the Lord. You have to be in a position where you're postured to say, God, I, need, I can't calm down. I can't just stand here and say, I'm not. I'm fine. I'm just going to switch my note. I don't understand why he chose me. Come on, look at me. Someone in here, and you wonder why he chose you. Come on, we were busted broken and God said I I like that one 
he's, he's stupid enough to follow me. No, because I didn't know when I was signing up. No, I did know. I did know that I had to give my whole life. See, that's because I, I was a called a prodigal. I was lost for a few years. It was a seven-year span. It was a seven-year span. It was a seven-year span that I was lost, eating from the pig slop, thinking that was better. When God said, no, 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 no. I see you. You've been marked. You can't get away. You won't get away. And there's going to be a divine encounter that's going to bring you into a new place. And so I'm just, listen, help me. Renewed thinking and a new wineskin. These are two things that you must step into. You need renewed thinking. Because I can't think with my old religious mindset. Some of you can't say no. To good things. You just got to go back to it. It's quiet. It's okay. I love you. And the Lord wants to break and shatter what we already know. He wants to, no, he doesn't want to rehabilitate it. He wants to break it so he can start new. You know what I'm saying to you? He wants to bust the things that have been in the way of him moving in your life because you get stuck in an old, no, God doesn't move like that. Well, you know what? You better ask the Lord if that's true. Because what happens is we don't even give the Lord a benefit of a doubt on something like signs and wonders and miracles and all kinds of things. Listen, I've watched God do things. You can't tell me any different anymore. You can't convince me that he doesn't move in power you can't convince me that miracles are not for today. You can't convince me that God is not going to show up in New Hampshire and blow the, one of the most godless states into a full-blown revival. You can't tell me any different. Because of what I've seen. prophesy over Massachusetts and the rest of New England. So there has to be a place where we're breaking out of the old and into the new. Yeah, this is like, I'm, do, I'm doing this again. How many want to go into deep places? I want to go into deep places with God. I don't want to go just out a little bit and maybe hear a good teaching. And like last week, I said, good nugget. I don't care. Your book is, your, your, your notebooks, if you, you should be taking notes in church. But you, what happens is we get all these good nuggets. Oh, God spoke this to me. And it sits there. And you never, you never go into it. When God speaks something, listen to me, when he speaks Go out into the deep. There's something waiting for you there. When he speaks and he reveals himself and he says, come on, 
I want to pull you out into a deep place with me. He wants to release something for you. There's something there for you. It's not to think, oh, what would happen if I actually went there? No, you don't think about what would happen. You just go there. And so there, there has to be a cooperation with what you believe in God for. Because I can believe all day long but not move towards it. And some of you got destiny written all over your foreheads. I, I can't look at certain people today. Because you got destiny written all over your foreheads. But you're yet still, it's like smashing your head against the wall. And you're trying to rub it off. I'm telling you, don't get frustrated with God. Just flow, flow, flow. Go into the glory and flow with what God's doing. Why? Because I'm not responding. I'm not re- Listen, you have to rehearse and step in to what God's saying. So he goes into this, he goes into this deep place and there's this massive pull of fish. And I'm, just, think, just think with me for a minute. Have you ever read your Bible? You better raise your hand in church. Everyone better raise their hands in church. I'm telling you, you just gotta think about this. You've got Jesus, the carpenter, telling three seasoned fishermen how to fish in Galilee. The carpenter teaching the fishermen. Now the Bible says that they, they went out when? During the night. You're telling us to go in broad daylight because really historically in Galilee, the time to fish was in the shallow waters at night. That's how they, that's what it says. And Jesus says contrary. Jesus says, go out, it's broad daylight now, I'm taking my time. Now go out into a deep place and see what happens. And this is why God continually calls us back to a deep place. Because he has something that you can't figure out with your mind how it's going to happen, but he's already got it in happening. He's already got it happening. As a matter of fact, just think about the fish. <laughs> I'm going to help you for a minute. I'm going to help you. Do you know he commands the fish? He doesn't say it in the scripture, but the fish weren't supposed to be there. They're supposed to be chilling in the shade someplace. Like chilling. It's the middle of the day. But he calls out the fish to meet the fishermen that aren't supposed to be fishing in that area anyway. I hear tracking with me. Some of you look bewildered. I'm telling you, Holy Spirit wants to open up all the mysteries. Listen, the mysteries are hidden in the deep places. The mysteries of God are being revealed in the deep places. Problem is, we don't want to go into the deep places. So God wants to move us into the deep place so that I can grasp and I can touch the things that God already had for me. And they're waiting for me there. They're not hidden from me. Oh, I'll try it over here. They're waiting for me in the dark place, in the hidden place, the place I didn't expect them. Because I'm moving towards them. Because the Lord spoke a word and I'm going towards where he's speaking. I'm going to that place. Am I yelling? I am. It's all right. 
Oh, there we go. That's good. So we need to partner with people that are believing the same thing that we're believing. Why? Why? You need to be in a, you need to be in a tribe that's believing the crazy. Come on. You need to be in a tribe that's believing for the deep things of God. You need to be in a tribe that's believing to step into the, the greater works that Jesus already prophesied over generations. You need to be in a tribe that's not just talking about it, they're actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? And so that, that's who we partner our faith with. And not that it's us four and no more. Do you understand what I'm saying? You still, you want to be light. You want to release the glory of God. You want to see the glory of God revealed to people. And I'm telling you, the church needs a massive wake-up call. Because if, if what has worked in the past or hasn't worked in the past is supposed to work in the future, we're in trouble. Because it's more than just filling up church pews and, and seats. We want the, you know, we want numbers because there's a book called Numbers. But... <laughs> But I'm telling you, God is wanting a people that are going after what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Just go with me to John. We'll, we'll, I'll stick a fork in it in a minute. What did I say? John chapter 6? going to read another quick story. We know the story. All right, it says, after these things, Jesus went over, to the, over the Sea of Galilee. We're still in Galilee. We're still hanging out, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw signs, the signs which he performed on those who were diseased. Amen? Amen. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And now the Passover feast of the Jews was near, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing. Remember those words. He lifted up his eyes, and he was seeing. He's seeing a great multitude coming towards him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? <laughs> Verse 6, very interesting. But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he was about to do. Philip answered him and said, Two denarii worth of bread is, is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. Everyone say little. little. Yeah. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among many? And Jesus said, make the people sit down, and now there was much grass in that place. And every time I read that verse right there, I think about, he, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures. There's a lot of grass there. They were just hanging out. Big picnic. And it says, so the men sat down, and numbers were 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, 
and the disciples to those sitting down, and, like, and likewise of the fish, much as, was want, as much as was wanted. And so when they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. You can't let the rest of the miracle be forgotten. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. And those men, when they had seen the signs that Jesus did, said, truly, this is a sign of the prophet who is coming to the world. How many know that Jesus is prophesying over your life right now and you don't discern it quite? I just want to look at this for a minute, and this will, uh, there's just one, one point that I want to pull from here. Because again, it's a miracle of what? Provision. In the fish, there was more than enough. More than enough. Like exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask, think, or imagine. That's what Jesus did for Peter, John, and James. And then we have him here. He's, he's inquiring to Philip and Andrew. And both of, their, both of their responses are the same. There's not enough. <laughs> Can I tell you when you're with the king of glory? When he's just done miracles over here? The miracle still applies to the mundane over here. And what we don't understand is that Jesus was able to give away and multiply everything that was within him because of the Spirit of God. Within the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory, there is multiplication. <laughs> what I'm saying to you tonight is some of you think, I don't have enough. <laughs> Come on, you want it. you're looking at a preacher that I can sit in a building and say, I don't have enough to give what I've got. God brings me to a different level, and I go, I'm not qualified. Come on, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying this, I need prayer. I don't need prayer. I don't need inner healing. I'm saying this because we all go here. We all realize that we have a lack within ourselves. But when Jesus takes his hand and he takes what we have, listen, five loaves and two fish. Five is grace, two is a witness. Seven in completion. It was a completed work. And he had just what? He had a, this guy, this kid had a, a bag, a stinky bag of fish and, and bread. No, you gotta think of it, right? This is what he had. He had what we, he, people, Andrew thought it was, it's, it's not going to do it. Like, what's two fish and five loaves for 5,000? That's just men. Scripture says it right there. It was just the men. So there may have been seven, 10,000 for all we know. And so from five loaves, listen, guys, this is not a nice story out of the Bible that we think of as like, it might have happened. <laughs> You gotta understand, sometimes I read scripture and I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's good, that's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I don't see the magnitude of it. And I want you to see yourself in the picture. If you see yourself where the disciples were, where they're saying, we don't have enough. 200 denarii don't cut it. I've got a vision. Listen, Jesus was like, listen, we're feeding all these people. Just figure it out. Oh, don't even start. Watch out, team, because it's going to be like, oh, we're just going to figure it out. You know, the treasurer, when, we, when there's a contention with accounting and vision. Listen to me, somebody. If you have a vision, I've got like a $9 million vision. I got about 150000 in the bank account. Not anymore. But do you understand what I'm saying? You guys are Holy Spirit wants us to be able to pull things, right, with the Lord. I can't do it in my own strength. You can't do it in your own strength. When you feel tapped, it's good. When you feel like you don't have enough, it's where God wants you. I'll, pr- I'll preach over here for a minute. And when you feel like you can't, you can't get enough, I don't have it, God. I don't have it. The Lord has it. In this room, God has what you need today for you in this place. I don't care if it's healing. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you need an overhaul in your mind. God can do it. You have to let go and give it to the Lord. You're like, how do I let go? Listen, moment by moment, step by step. Someone asked me this week, how did you get to where you are today? I'm like, man, it was a slow and long, arduous process. Like it wasn't just sha da 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 ba ba done. It wasn't. I wish it was like that. If it was like that, you'd all be free by now. You got my handprint on your forehead, most of you. No, seriously, right? Because God wants to pull us into this dependency with him. And what we don't understand is our dependency on, upon him brings us into the more of who he is. And where I'm at a deficit, he's at an increase every time. Oh. Where I'm at a deficit, he's at an increase every time. Every time. Every time he's at an increase. There's nothing he lacks. Nothing. Every situation that drains you. Listen to me. Every Every situation, I don't care if it's family, I don't care if it's friends. Listen, if you're in the ministry, all it is is I'm not complaining. It's just the way it is. I signed up for it. I love it. Bring it on. Because it's not me. It's got to be the Holy Spirit moving through me. Because people have needs. And if we're going to be a church, if we're going to be an outreach center, if we're going to be an awakening revival center that brings revival and releases uh, the power of God into a region, we have to be able to tap in to where the flow comes from. Are you hearing me? There is no lack with God. Jesus steps in. Listen, look at, look at, look at, look at everywhere in scripture, everywhere, everywhere. It's all over the place. Elijah with the woman. What do you have? I have a little oil. All I have is a little. Right? What do you have? I've got five loaves and two fish. I just have a lunch. And I need you to feed 
10,000 people. Now, I don't know who's in this room tonight, but I know people that have been feeling like, God, I'm drained. I don't know what else to do. I'm at the end of me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It's the best place to be. See, what I always find out, like, as I'm going through this fast, I'm like, God, I, I hate fasting. I'm just being honest. Come on. I just don't like it. My flesh hates it. I can't do it. No, no, you can do it. Listen, between back problems and then I get a head cold, it's vanished, magically vanished by today. Magically. Magically. I know, I use that. No, it's gone. No, for three days, I've had, like, sneeze, cough, hack, can't, like, can't function. No, I mean ugly, ugly. And then today, I'm just miracle. I'll use that word instead of magical. Miracle. Why? Because I'm like, God, I'm fed up. You want me to fast? All I do is get sick when I fast. All I do is feel like I just, uh, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> Come to the church and pace the floor. You know, I already wore holes in the carpet. Listen, God wants to meet you tonight. In the place where you lack. In the place where you got nothing else. In the place where you can't figure it out. In the place where he wants to come and show up and invade. You need to take perspective. Of, you, like God has a perspective for you to look at in this season right now. That he's going to show up and show off. No, really. You believe me? He's going to show up and show off. That's who, that's who he is. That's what he does. And God, come on, someone, just do me a favor. Just stand up and thank God for where you're at right now. No, seriously. Just thank him for where you're at right now because someplace God wants to bring you in these next few moments. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are like church mice. Just Talk to him with your voice. Don't wait for me to do something. Talk to him with your voice. And just cry out and say, God, I know. I know that you want to do something. You want to shift something in my life. Don't shut us down until a little bit. Come on. Come on. You're going to ask him. God, bring the increase, because only you can. Go ahead, ask him right now. Ask him. Ask him, ask him, ask him. Ask him. He's going to do it. He's going to move us out. He's going to move us into the new. He's going to change something in your life right now. He's going to shift something in your life. Listen, the answer isn't in my phone. It's never in my phone. 
I'm just going to say that. It's never in me looking and searching. As a matter of fact, as someone who preaches the gospel, who studies the word, most of the time what God speaks is not in the theology stuff that I look up online in my Bible apps. I'm telling you. I study the word, but God releases revelation. Keep praying. Just keep praying. Just keep asking the Lord. There's more that he wants to do in these moments. I study to show myself approved, but usually it's divine communication from heaven that releases answers in my life. And some of you have not tapped into a place of prayer. We're fasting and praying, and that doesn't, I don't put anyone in bondage on that. Listen, I just told you how much I love it. And don't get me wrong, God does beautiful things in fasting, in times of seasons of fasting. He'll probably send my wife into orbit because I hate my fasting. No, I'm serious. Yeah, she'll take it. Happened before. 21 days seeking the Lord. Nothing. I didn't even feel like a, a goosebump. Nothing. Nothing. 21 days of liquid. Nothing. She's in the glory. Come on, someone pray for someone in the room. No, seriously. God wants to break you out of the place of confinement right now. Right now. Right now. Come on. Oh, come on, just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. What's going to happen in the church ahead, in the days ahead? There's going to be a people that press in. Rakataya sondaravase kebeke andaravase. Rekatoya sondaravatai. Just confess. God, I don't know how to do some things. <laughs> I don't declare that I know. I don't know. Lord, you give me. I come into a place of dependency in a new way. Yeah, release, Father, right now your fullness. Release your glory, God. Release your power in this place. God, I pray that you shift our minds right now. That you shift our mindsets right now. Father, that you move us into a place of utter dependency. Because we don't know the way, but you know the way. That's what he said to his disciples. I know the way to the Father. Listen, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, Jesus said, He comes to reveal and to open up. He comes to open up. Later on in that chapter, He begins to say to the disciples, Listen, I have things I want to show you, but you're unable to bear them. Right now, everyone in the room should say, God, I want to bear those things that you're unable to speak then. I want to bear them now. I want to be able to walk in them now. I want to be able to touch them now. <laughs>